friend. I forgot my keys again, dear. <sighs> really, I'll be glad to see you. Guppuckets, good morning, you. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Vaughn. And this is episode 170. We're talking Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Badge. Heck yes. <laughs> now, uh, Vaughn, this is your first time with us, so we really want to thank you for joining and for all your support. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, it's, it's honestly a privilege and an honor especially that i i get to talk about one of the most bizarre <laughs> episodes of all your the dark that's ever been i uh i acknowledge that i have got some explaining to do when it comes to why why when you ask me what episode i want to do i choose this one um but huge fan of the podcast huge fan of the show and a huge fan of just the most bizarre of all things so i had to i had to choose this one Cool, man. I'm just thrilled that somebody loves this episode. Um, not that I hate it or anything. I just, uh, I don't know. It just never like, um, I don't. Know, it hasn't come up that much, I guess, on the podcast. Yeah, I, yeah. I had noticed because of course. <laughs> and it, no, no, no. It's not a, it's not a criticism. But I was like, okay, well, you know, because you, you, when you talk about certain episodes, you, you kind of touch on other episodes that it reminds you of. I, on, I I thought long and hard, guys, about what I could possibly <laughs> compare this episode to. Um, though I do, I do want to mention that Gary's episodes do tend to have the same kind of... Um, there mm-hmm. are exceptions, but they, they do definitely have certain um, key elements in, don't they? Um, yeah. And I think so Badge is quite atypical of a Gary episode. Um you yeah. know, it's it's always something about like controlling magic and and even kind of the the idea of honing talents. So you know, you've right. got episodes like the Silver Sight, so being able to control something evil for your own gain. You've got things like unfinished painting. Perhaps maybe people see that as a bit more of a lame kind of Gary episode. <laughs> I personally love that one. Um, but the idea of using your talent and how it can be used for evil, and you have to be mindful of that. Um, even things like the carved stone, which obviously we see this, this Gwen character, I forget the actress's name, um, but we do see her again in that. And if I'm not mistaken, these are like a couple of episodes apart. So it kind of feels a little bit heavy on this actress (laughs) for a while in the, in the fifth series. Um, yeah, so I, I do, but then Badge is kind of in its own world. So the same theme. And then they just take it to this ridiculous, bizarre world of, yeah. I, I, you know, I use this word a lot on the podcast, but these are my favorite type of episodes to talk about, which are, they feel singular. They feel, um, you know, they feel in line with Are You Afraid of the Dark, but um, there's nothing 
quite like it. Um, you know, in, in February, we talked about the tale of Jake the Snake, which is, I think, not a very often thought of or maybe even viewed episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it is singular in its weirdness. And um, I, you know, someone someone on uh, Instagram asked yesterday, you know, they said, what do you think is worse, a story that's memorable for being bad or a story that's just plain forgettable? Um like meaning like it didn't even leave an impression yeah. or it was really bad, which is what makes it interesting. And I don't want to step on your toes, Vorn, but <laughs> I I would categorize this more towards the um, bad, but um, endlessly fascinating. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, like definitely. And, and actually, I think it's probably the reason I chose it. If you look at like my favorite kinds of, it just reminds me, you know, like of bad, like, it's not scary. I can't say it's scary, but I mean, there are points and I will mention those points when I was scared, but um, it's like bad 80s horror, you know, yeah. when it's like, you're, you're not scared, you see what they were trying to do there, but you're actually laughing. And um, yeah, I think the worst episodes of any series are the kind of forgettable ones. I'm trying to think, I think if I were to say any Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes that are like that, I would choose like The Hunted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like even Secret Admirer and um, Last Dance were like, <laughs> they were awful, but but, um, but they were so stupid at times when you were, you were, again, you're laughing. If it gets a reaction, it's good. Yes. But when I, I look back on that episode of The Hunted and I'm just like, I look, I care about animal rights and even I don't care. Like, I think it was a little bit, um, if anything, I think it's probably would be viewed as quite culturally insensitive now. So, you know, to like Native American, I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, I definitely prefer the weird episodes over the um, just boring nothing episodes. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, you brought up Last Dance, and that one strikes me as I think it truly is probably the worst episode of Are You Free of the Dark, except that it's, yeah. except that it's, um, that one's just a complete outlier, <laughs> like free. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Episode. It's a train wreck. So, it, you know, it's hard to look away. It, it, in some ways, it's yeah. gratifying in that way. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know who I spoke. Um, which one of you guys? I but I went straight into the DMs when when you did the series seven. Um, kind of like which is the worst episode you did the ordering? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've watched it back because I, I was born in 1989. So when this aired in, aired in the UK, maybe I'm about ten. You know, when these yeah. later episodes came out, and um, and I'd have watched anything guys at, when I was 10 and this this episode I do remember coming on and I was just like Jesus this is this is this has changed and that was actually the last <laughs> that was if I'm not mistaken the last episode of the final season yeah. yeah and it's like when you look at Badge last episode of season five and you look at this yeah they're different kinds of bad and actually that one is just a bad message for women if there's a man stalking you 
and and um, emotionally blackmailing you into affection, <laughs> don't give him what he wants, especially if it means climbing through like a ventilation system yes. to go and slow dance with him in his lair. That is the last <laughs> thing I would ever recommend a girl do. If a cloaked outcast stalks you into guilt. Yes, and we talked about yeah. this. The episode... It feels like it expects you to sympathize with um, the, uh, cl- you know, the dweller, but <laughs> why? Like, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing he does that's um, charming or yeah. uh, seemingly legal. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I want to know where he got those clothes, and and he's, it doesn't explain why he is who he is or what he's doing there, and um, the fact yeah. that it. It's so many levels of creepy. Um, yeah, but I, I am now, you know, talking about something completely different. So I apologize. For that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I've decided that I'm going to talk about a completely new episode. So um, you you can come back on for our last dance episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but I would like to say that um, you know you you picked up jake the snake and that was another one of those episodes when when i watched it i was like oh you know this this has changed when you guys were talking about it i watched it and i saw it in a whole new way (laughs) and i do think there are i i really hate to be this um gender specific you know in a in an evolving world um but i think there are boy episodes and i think there were girly episodes Mm. sometimes and this one, to me, it just didn't tick the boxes for, like, a 10-year-old a girl watching it at the time. I was kind of like, oh, boys, hockey, weird <laughs> skin conditions. And <laughs> um, whereas I had, like, vacant lot, you know. And, yeah, I guess tale of badge, you know. Maybe I look at this episode and I can relate to the geeky girl in this episode and the, you know, overachieving really rubbing it in little brother um so i think that's the beauty of oh you're free of the dark isn't it you you have these episodes and someone might actually hate them because they don't have your lived experience but when you watch them with your experience you're kind of like oh, i am i am kind of like this loser gwen girl a bit so i love i kind of want to see what happens here totally <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure no um i think you uh hit on some you used a good phrase there um ticking off the boxes for jake the snake because i feel like thinking about that episode it's like that seems like what they were trying to do just like tick off some like boxes that they think boys will be into yeah oh i was gonna say is there even a girl in jake the snake (laughs) i don't think so i don't remember one (laughs) i didn't even realize it Jeez. yeah well, you 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 rewatch '90s Nick and you learn. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That, yeah, I think I I think you wrote us once that Nickelodeon, uh, where you are, was a little bit different than like at least the sh- the programming was a little different. Is that true? I think so. Just because um, when you guys talk about like classic Nickelodeon, I think that the average Nick watcher in the UK probably has quite a um, a different conception um, or a different interpretation of what that means. Because say, for example, your average evening in 1997, if you're watching Nick, 
look like, um, you know, uh, you'd have sister, sister, then you'd have Keenan mm. and Kel, you might have a bit of Rugrats. Um, then you'd have something like, are oh, you afraid of the dark? So we see those, I think I, I can kind of talk on behalf of most UK nineties kids. I think we kind of see those TV shows that aren't necessarily like Nickelodeon, original Nickelodeon. Mm as kind of interchangeable with yeah like retro 90s nickelodeon definitely uh, it might yeah, be my age, you know i don't know but um but then mm. i consider myself like i was not in the catchment for like rocket power like, that uh, wasn't yeah. me i don't know you didn't miss anything yeah yeah i think um those are shows that w- you would think of as like Nickelodeon shows, definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, it sounds like a mix between like in the U.S. what would be uh, Nickelodeon and '90s like TGF Friday on ABC. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Yeah, we did not have those shows, so it'd be kind of like you'd have Nickelodeon, and then if if something came on like Animorphs, did you guys have Animal? Yeah, um, but that was like, I feel like it was a little bit after us, maybe. Yeah. And simultaneously, like, I just didn't think it was that interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Might have been me. (laughs) It was kind of one of those things where on paper, you're like, why wouldn't I want to watch this? (laughs) It's about like kids that turn into animals and stuff. But yeah, yeah, in the execution, it sucked. So if that came on, then I put the Disney Channel on instead, um, uh, and that, that you kind of just flick between them. And you were like, "What do I want to watch? Smart Guy or Sister Sister?" <laughs> Obviously, well, sometimes it's a <laughs> depending on the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I really am going into it here. But um, yeah, I, I really would love to know if if you have people from the UK listening to this, what their experience of that was. Because for me, I was just like, "This is." These are like pure Nickelodeon TV shows. Hmm. Yeah, that would be cool to hear. Andrew, Andrew, should we do a sister sister for the UK? <laughs> oh, a UK themed episode? Yeah. That's a, not a bad idea. <laughs> what is sister sister to you guys? Where would you have watched that? Um, I mean, I remember it being on during the day. Really? Like uh, afternoons, yeah. But I don't remember what channel it was. Sister, sister, I mean, maybe wasn't... it was Disney. Uh, oh, you know what? I think you're right. I think it was Disney. All I right. Yeah. No, it was never on our Disney Channel. Maybe, maybe they thought you know we'll give Taj all the all the space over here with his own TV show. I don't know with Smart <laughs> Guy. But... What about <laughs> even, what, what about even Stevens? What was that on for you? No, like no, that. No. That oh. as someone who watched TV for about this is terrible. Like, <laughs> I don't think my parents will listen to this. No offense, it's just they'll be like, "Vaughn, yeah. you, you've, you've talked enough about Nickelodeon in your life for us to not listen." So, I can tell you now, <laughs> they really let me watch as much TV as I wanted. And guys, if it was on, I'd have known about it. Like, it was not, <laughs> it was not on UK TV. Again, UK UK listeners, like, please tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like <laughs> I can vouch for that. 
you had things like um, Secret World of Alex Mack, uh, Journey of Alan Strange yeah. as well. I think you classify both of them as like original Nick shows. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then, I mean, we had Saved by the Bell reruns. Did they do that to you guys there? Definitely not on Nickelodeon. No, that was a TBS show. Ah, TBS. <laughs> I feel like um, that came later in like um, maybe like 1998. And of course, it's so retro. So we just had this really bizarre understanding of what high school looked like in America. Uh, <laughs> like 10 years behind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally would have been 10 years behind at this point. But it was so, yeah, it took over. It was... Um, it was a really popular choice. Um, and we we kind of knew what was popular and what wasn't because we used to do this thing in the UK called Watch Your Own Week. Did you do that? No. No. So, again, like quite irresponsible, but they'd encourage like <laughs> kids to just block up the parents' phone lines with free phone calls. <laughs> um, basically, you would vote for your favorite show. So... They'd say, okay, for the seven to eight o'clock time slot, we're going to do a double bill of Secret World of Alex Mack, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or, uh, I don't know, Clarissa explains it all. Mm-hmm. And then you'd you'd vote. And the front runners every single time was Sabrina. Um, <laughs> and uh, Saved by the Bell. They were so popular here. Um, wow. Things like Alex Mack, kind of a little, it was a bit niche. And so was... Um, Alan Strange, Are You Afraid of the Dark? If it was a late time slot, I feel like it wouldn't have won, but they just kind of pushed it into that time slot anyway, for which I was always very happy. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy to think about how different the networks probably were. Yeah. yeah. We had we had um, something kind of like that with um, Nick in the Afternoon and Stick Stickly. Did you have any of that? I don't think so, no. Um <laughs> No, I I have mm. an understanding of, of what that is now because obviously I listen to podcasts like this and, and you know, you, you go online and you fall down kind of like a nostalgia hole of Nickelodeon and vast majority of it has a very, like, a, a US lens on it. So, um, mm. but uh, but no, and it's, it's weird because TV shows, even from, you know, those times probably didn't stick around as long. Like things like yeah. Kablam!, you know, you had like a couple of those episodes on and they'd have like a year run and then kind of just disappear. So kind of, oh. yeah, Interesting. I know, yeah. really, really mobile in, in <laughs> our expectation of, um, but it it's, you know, I loved Nickelodeon so much. I forced my parents to go to, um, what's it called? Orlando? Nickelodeon Studios, was it? Orlando, oh. Florida. Yeah. yeah, we went, we went. It was oh. August, all British people. <laughs> In Florida in August <laughs> in 1997, <laughs> and um, had the time of my life. It was amazing. Oh, so exciting. really cool. Yeah. I never, Andrew, you got to go, right? Yeah, I did go once when I was a kid, and it was great. Yeah. And I had a great time. I think we've talked about this, but you got to go to the set of um, Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never got to go. Um you know, our, our my my vacations were to state parks, but uh, you know, still thrilling. Um. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel 
feel like it was just a thing at the time. Like if you're going to take like Disney, Disney World, Disney World, Disneyland. Sorry, I get so confused <laughs> that it's one in France and uh, World would be the one in Florida. Cool. We went to Disney World and I just remember having this little red plastic autograph book and it was so hot, guys, that my <laughs> fingers were like, I was like, mom, I don't think I can. Um, And yeah, it was, it was cool. And I just felt for all those like characters boiling hot in those suits. Oh. Even I had an understanding that there was a human man underneath the costume <laughs> perishing in the heat. So, um, but it, you know, I didn't let it spoil my fun. It was, uh, it was still so magical to me. Yeah. But um, I feel, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm reminiscing about all this. It's because I'm, it's, it's crunch time. I've got to actually justify why I've brought this episode. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you have to justify. I, I think we're kind of on your side as to this is a terrific episode to dissect. Um, yeah. Whether, whether we think it's a good episode may vary. <laughs> well um i've i've got my uh my rating and i've got my alternative intro i will nice. I'll, I'll be honest i've got alternative titles but they're so lame like <laughs> i really tried honestly i did and i was just like i i, I kind of laughed at gary i was like why would you call it like the tale of badge and then i was like well <laughs> actually what else was he supposed to you either have to just leave it at that or be like elaborately descriptive of badge himself so um i get i get it oh we're we're gonna get into badge all right okay right (laughs) let's do this okay okay well uh this iconic are you afraid the dark are you afraid the dark tale uh aired at least in the united states on saturday april 20th 1996 it's season five episode 13 which means it uh was the final uh are you afraid the dark episode to air from the original run um which is so so strange um crazy (laughs) but i wonder do you have any insight on this andrew whether they knew this was going to be kind of the last of them uh i don't have any specific uh, knowledge about that okay all right well uh when we do these episodes we uh take our best stab at writing our own midnight uh society intro um and uh before we do ours let's hear what uh gary has to say here but everybody else has a positive talent that makes them special some people sing others are really smart some draw some play an instrument but those are all obvious talents some people have talents that are hidden, waiting for someone or something to bring them out. If you're one of those people, you better hope that when you find your talent, it's something you can control, or it might control you. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. So, um, Andrew, do you want to try to lead us off? Yeah, sure. Um, don't be too hard on me on this one because I, this was a, I, I forgot until it's the last minute. <laughs> um, uh, we can't choose where we come from, but all of us have ancestors. Some are weirder than others. 
but what if yours were evil evil rodent killers? <laughs> Submitted for the approval. <laughs> I can't I can't follow that. <laughs> Ro- is, is, I really hope your story is called The Tale of the Rodent Killers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but not that far off. <laughs> like, in the UK, we call them rent to kill. Like the guys from uh, the rats and stuff. <laughs> we uh, say it again. What do you call it? Rento kill. Rento kill. Ah. Rent the guys that come and kill the mice, basically. Yeah. Um. I guess. I mean, I guess we actually call them exterminators. I don't know why I. I mean, I guess I was just trying going for the. Uh, oh, it's it's evocative. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> oh. Uh, that was great. Uh, yeah, that was good, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Vorn, do you want to take a stab? Oh, following that. Okay, okay. <clears throat> right. Everybody has a talent, except for Gwen, an insecure <laughs> girl with a bratty younger brother whose meddlesome flute playing releases an ambiguous, beret-wearing demon from his garden of doom. What is he, I hear you ask? Who really knows? Who is he? Badge, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> long centuries he's got his heart set on that sweet setawind magic oh, yeah. to celebrate her sweet 16th in style Gwen not only has to babysit Trevor but thanks to him take on this whiskery menace from the middle ages who has a penchant for hanging the key to his defeat an ancient spell an old Irish grandma's cool head and a dash of very basic musical theory <laughs> Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story. Yeah, that was great. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of awesome. uh, I think very strong observations that we hope I hope we yeah. talk about. Yeah. Maybe maybe I gave maybe I gave it a bit away. I'm not sure. Oh, that's okay. I think we <laughs> we know the story. It would be kind of great to think of um, anybody listening to this episode who's never seen Badge. They're, they're gonna think getting their first taste yeah, yeah. they're gonna think we're on crack um <laughs> this will definitely sell it to them surely like. no doubt <laughs> all right uh mine so you're gonna have to think about it in the way that badge talks uh oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay a positive talent everybody has that makes them special sing some do smart others are draw some do instruments some play Obvious talents those are, hidden talents some people have, waiting for someone or something to bring them out. If one of those people you are, when your talent you find, hope <laughs> hope you should that your talent you control, or control you it will. Approval I submit to the Society Midnight. Call this story I do. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I feel like uh, Gary sh- really should have done his more like that. That would have been more appropriate. Yeah, that was a word for word from Gary. But, uh, you know, Badge is just, I love the way he uh, converses. Yeah. I, um, I just feel like this episode has so many. Um, what's the right What's the right way of phrasing this? It's been so affected by all of the recent, well, recent-ish releases i feel like firstly he resembles splinter from um teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah 
Um, he talks like Yoda. <laughs> yes. And, then, and this whole story, I didn't realize the reason why I have such a soft spot for it is because it's like a weird rehashing of the labyrinth. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, kind of. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, little she feels hard done by. I mean, she's not as good an actress as... um. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, but you know, like, <laughs> um, but I, I guess the first question is like, what is Batch? What is species? What do you think, Andrew? Man, I, I was like really trying to rack my brain for my title to try to like work that in, but um, finally, I just decided he's like a, like a non-specific rodent creature i guess was my <laughs> interpretation yeah I, I mean he definitely seemed more like a rat than a badger um yeah. oh that's right uh, sorry uh i guess um because of the rats in the story like he must be a rat i guess yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, like, what they tried to do with, like, the darkness around his eyes, but the, the like, elongated snout, the horrible teeth, yeah. and, and you know, the whiskers. It, he is, like, a badger, go- mm. no, like a rat goblin, because they do <laughs> refer to him as a goblin. Yes, um, they do. I, uh, but then I do feel like this story kind of had to, come from somewhere like surely they wouldn't just like pretend that something like this exists in Irish folklore <laughs> only not, you know? um, and uh, I have researchers because I'm a geek um, but you know if badge is based on something I think uh, it's probably a puka I've I've mm. I've read about these creatures on on the internet um, I had to do this research because one person on the internet actually was bold enough to say that they thought he was a leprechaun. Ooh. And I, I feel compelled to chime in here and say <laughs> that we've already had an Are You Afraid of the Dark Leprechaun story in the first season. And um, he is not um, he is not that. No. Um, he, you know, he's, there's not a shamrock in sight. Uh he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that makes shoes. So he's not passing the leprechaun litmus test for me. Like yeah. I do not see him as that kind of creature. Um, yeah. But uh, he could be, he could be a puka, which is a goblin <laughs> basically. Um, and apparently they're like tricksters. I mean, I know all Irish folklore creatures are like <laughs> mischievous and that's what they do. Right. But um Pukas are shapeshifters, so they can take any form that they want, um, but their natural form is kind of like black fur and and mm. glowing eyes, apparently. So that's mm. pretty hairy, you know? Um, yeah. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of... <laughs> I'm lo- I'm lo- I'm lo- I, just, I just looked it up. Puka seems possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say that there are other meanings of the word puka, and I mean no no offense. Uh, I simply want to refer to him as the the name um, of the. It, it is Irish for goblin, um, but wow. yeah, 
I mean, he could be he could be a puka. Um, we don't see him shift into anyone else's shape, but we do hear him take on the voice of Willie. So, I don't oh know. yeah, uh, there's something called a. I don't know how to say it. Gro Grogooch Grogach. Uh, Grogach. Grogach, yes, which is also Irish and a little badge looking. Uh, in this, in this picture yeah. I'm looking at, he's playing. Well, no, I think he's smoking a pipe. Never mind, it's not a flute. Um, <laughs> I think you know we'd just love to believe this came from somewhere, right? But yeah, uh, it's kind of fascinating that it that it's not like just taken from somewhere because it's like so weird it's yeah. just it would be easier to use like a real thing than to come up with this crazy uh story they came up with i mean only dj can really explain like <laughs> the woman who wrote the woman who wrote this only wrote one more thing ever again so oh. um i think she was going out on top <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, like another Are You Afraid of the Dark, or just like nothing else? Uh, she did one more show, uh, three years later, like one episode of something, and then never anything again. Mm. Very weird. Um, I feel like kind of like the cast of the episode too, right? Like yes, with the exception of Willie, <laughs> who has a long career, also appearing in um, Lucky Number Slavin, I think. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. You, get, you guys are familiar with that. Film, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really, I was like, wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, but the rest of them, like, um, apart from, I think, the dad, who has one line in the whole. Yeah. Like, it's rude and flippant for, like, a birthday girl. Like, come on, we're going to be late. Just something like that. <laughs> um, and the um, oh, what's her name? Gwen is in Carved Stone, and yeah, and the movie Andre with the lovely single. <laughs> um, she's got a pretty low key uh, job in it. To be fair, I think she's like seven uh, years old at the time. But um, other than that, there's not really a. This isn't exactly like a Ryan Gosling. Uh, Tia Maori kind of leveling, right? <laughs> yeah, so, they wanted to go out on a on a uh, low note, I guess. The intro. Oh yeah. For um, yeah. The intro. Um, sorry, I keep I keep just like pulling us off into a completely different direction. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but uh, I found this intro super weird. Um, when they're all like. What if he doesn't show up? And it's like, when has Gary, like, ever let you down, guys? I don't really <laughs> So, so into this idea that he was, like, going to bail on them, I feel like I was missing something. Do you, do you think maybe... Uh, I was trying to figure this out, too, because I was like, why does Tucker have Gary's glasses? And it yeah. could it be that he took them, and so it took Gary a long time to find the campsite because he couldn't see? I mean, that, that makes total sense. But no one says that. Gary doesn't say, like, you little, little creep. Like, you know, last time you stole my onk, and now you've stolen my glasses. Well, I, Gary, it, Gary has to act kind of fast because Tucker's outing him uh, with his crush. Oh, yeah. 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 What happens if he doesn't show? 
show. What if he doesn't? No problem. Come on, guys. No fighting. The rules say no fighting, so no fighting. So, Gar, what's your story about tonight? It's about magic. I love magic. And you do, too, because I'm the boss, and the rules say you gotta like what I like. Yeah? We hear you like Samantha. Stink? Samantha, what a babe. I have a picture of her in my room. It's right next to my bed. In fact, I declare this meeting quote, so I can go home and look at it right now. That's true. Man, everything about this is just, like, bizarre. Like, all the pieces of it feel like they took pieces from other episodes and just like it almost feels like um like a computer came up with this episode <laughs> and they just like made it <laughs> it's like all the elements are there but they don't really make any sense yeah i i love that analogy yes i <laughs> forget the woman who actually wrote this let's just say a computer did it <laughs> i am I think the only thing that the episode does is kind of, or the intro of the episode does, sorry, is um, suggest that perhaps they did know this was the last episode because they kind of tie it into a neat little bow with Gary, like, you know, being outed. Um, and also it's kind of like a foreshadowing of the fact that, because um, Tucker's being Gary, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. stepping into the shoes of. Oh, Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only, the, the that only... is like, if that's true, that is the <laughs> most complicated thing in this episode. Like, <laughs> that's great. It might be giving it too much credit. I'm afraid to say. <laughs> uh, but... Like, it probably is giving it too much. Like, probably wasn't the intention at all because I don't I mean, I love it. It have ended the season on this episode. <laughs> I don't believe that. But this could be a re- this could be an argument in favor of that theory. Yeah, like, you know, I love to think that that's the truth. <laughs> here, here is my argument to why I don't think they knew, and that is, you know, I know I'm jumping ahead to the end of the episode here, but the episode literally ends with Stig howling like a wolf, um, yeah. and that yeah. just feels pretty unceremonious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh, I, I do like, I, I like that theory, and I think we should make it canon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe we'll come up with some other reasons why this is the, uh, this was either a known fact or, yeah, yeah. 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 episode that actually like did not get them a sixth season until <laughs> it three years later. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. This this intro though is kind of unsavory. Like what Tucker what Tucker is implying about Gary and Sam is uh I, I thought it was a little cringy. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't take it that. Uh, I mean, I know you're, I understand what you're implying. Um, I didn't take it that uh, a, du- a double implication. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's your, your audience? Uh, what's your age? Your audience age? I just obviously I'm not going to say anything to elaborate on that, but I just yeah. Um, it would be it would be strange if we had people who weren't like from the '90s listening to this. Yeah, 
you never know. Like they wear the clothes now, these young kids, you know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So um it's awkward. Well, it but it perfectly showcases the awkward relationship between two brothers. I think it's quite authentic. Uh it's also quite authentic in that like that is a classic like little brother thing to do. And yeah. um Sam takes it like a hero, frankly. I'd have died of shame and just <laughs> Yeah, probably like not wanted to be there anymore. But they, you know, she rides it out. And that's why everyone yeah. has to talk to Sam. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm more of a, I think Betty Ann was the coolest, but, um, but, but each to their own. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, just to, it, just to get into the, actual story um the uh first scene here is also very like strange gwen celebrating her birthday um with her family and trevor comes in and steals the attention with the science fair ribbon oh we got to play this line here it's one of my favorite are you afraid of the dark lines ever <laughs> oh, happy birthday, hey, everybody ready oh. wow can now blow it out oh, oh. hey i did it oh Hey. Science fair, first place, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few questions. Why wasn't Why wasn't he at the birthday? You know, like why? Yeah. If you're blowing out the candles on your sweet sixteenth birthday cake, as annoying as the kid is, he should. You know, he should be there. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that's a bit odd. He's awfully independent for what seems like a child, like a ten year old child. He's apparently just walked. Why wasn't anyone else at the science fair? You know. Yes. Yes. So I already have questions about that. Um, yeah, it's it's awkward, but I also think she's very oversensitive. I get that it's her birthday, but like, if you feel so like emotionally downtrodden because your little brother won like a in in the UK we call it primary school. Like I don't know, is mm-hmm. it like? I don't know what your equivalent is, but when you're like 10, you're not even going to real school. You're going to like baby school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Junior (laughs) high or middle school here. Yeah. Yeah. He's won a ribbon for probably like putting bicarb of soda with, with, I don't know what makes (laughs) vinegar. Yeah. I don't don't know. Trevor knows Latin. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Well, we know that he knows first do no harm in latin maybe that's literally all they've ever <laughs> that's yeah. all they to know who knows that's true <laughs> this uh well this like this is a, a perfect example in this episode of like storyline threads that are never uh addressed again um but uh this like immediately goes into gwen's grandmother placing the glowing necklace into her shaking box um and uh i don't know something like this even felt weird like this transition to this uh yeah to the jasper uh, light yeah to like the grandmother putting her box away well they got to they got to introduce the box i know i know it just, <laughs> it just felt choppy to me um yeah. they also had to highlight like how rambunctious this 
like the thing is about Badge, he's not just like high energy when he's in it, mm. like brought into the world. Like he's like shaking his box, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bail, theoretically, <laughs> yeah. rambunctious even when at bay. So, <laughs> oof, yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. And also, we needed to see um, Trevor, you know, seeing this, and then that's what kind of enticed him to go like lurking around in her room, right? Well, I think it happens. I think it happens in a different order because I made a note about yeah. this. Don't uh, Willie gives Gwen the box, correct, for her birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Here for an old woman's company. Not so old. I'm old enough to know when someone has troubles. It's no big deal. It's just that it's my birthday and. Sometimes I feel like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Has this got something to do with a certain blue ribbon brother? No! Yes. How come he got all the brains? And all I get is ordinary. Were you anything but ordinary, my dear? And your birthday's very, very important. Especially this one. Happy birthday. Willie? My grandmother gave me this chest on my 16th birthday, as did her grandmother before her. But this is yours and yours alone. Yeah. And then after she gives it to Gwen and kind of explains its importance, uh, Willie then puts it back in her dresser, which is when Trevor sees her. But my yes. question was, why does Willie give her the box as a gift and then take it back and put it in her drawer? <laughs> uh, I I got that the gift was the Jasper yeah. specifically, and there's no real explanation to why she, I guess, is hanging onto the box. But it's too dangerous oh. for Gwen. Huh. I kind of got it as like I wanted. You know, even though I've got a ladies club meeting, I'm going to sit down with you before. This is the perfect time. You know, I'm going to really like up your confidence levels now and tell you that Mm -hmm. it's now your responsibility to take care of this like really hyperactive demon. (laughs) (laughs) But she gets interrupted. So she's like, you know what? Like, I can't fully explain all of this right now. Um, I've got to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm late. Let it go, and then obviously, um, then then Travis goes and goes and messes around and plays on the flute. But um, also, I want to say crappy parenting. Like <laughs> this is very reminiscent of like Sixteen Candles, right? Like when your parents just like don't give a damn that it's your birthday, uh, and yeah. like. Um, why does that parents conference last like three hours? Why are they getting back at 10 p.m.? I yeah, know, know how this works in the U.S., guys, but like in the U.K., you get like a two-minute summary from each of your teachers <laughs> unless you're in serious trouble, and then you are out of there, like an hour tops. Yes, 10 seems way too late. Um, also, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in Willie here because Willie seems to – recognize that uh, Gwen's going through something in her life and still yeah. books it for her ladies meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is also this character to me. 
like I know the difference between Irish and Scottish people but just the person who wrote this episode because this character is very Mrs Doubtfire to me like <laughs> leading club meeting tonight you know like and then she's off she <laughs> it's very strange Obviously, we understand that this has to happen in order for Gwen to be left alone. Uh, otherwise, you know, this whole thing doesn't happen. But uh, yeah. it's just kind of crappy that, you know, they had to be like terrible guardians to her on her 16th birthday for this to happen. Uh, yeah. Come on, we're going to be late. Okay. We'll be home around 10, but Willie should be home about 8. And uh, when she comes home, you can go to that party, okay? Really? Well, I'm not as total over. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Happy birthday, sweetie. This is another. Uh, this is another part where Gwen finds out, like uh, she or the her parents find out that she quit the band, and so the parents are going to like find out uh, from the band teacher what happened, I guess. Um, but it's just another thing that's like, that's just feels very strange. And like, um, like it could have just been done a much easier way, I guess. Like this band thing never comes up again, except that, uh, Gwen has the musical ability supposedly. Yeah. But it's a, Um, it's a universal rule. in are you afraid of the dark that the parents have to leave the house for some reason? I mean, yeah, I'm just (laughs) parents on are you afraid of the dark are by nature, uh, neglectful. You are correct. Um, I mean, this I, was all yeah. a reason to get them out of the house, right? Like, okay, so yeah. we just yeah. call from your band teacher. First of all, again, like, <laughs> that just wouldn't happen. Um, who cares that much? Um, and you'd, if you knew it was her birthday, you'd kind of give her a break. Like, you know, maybe she doesn't want to have an argument with her parents this evening about the fact that she no longer wants to play the flute. Um, and yeah. then, oh, you know, so I think they say... We, we have to go along to parents' evening and we have to stay after to talk to your band teacher now. Thanks, Gwen, you know? Like, <laughs> 10 p.m., like, get, you know, getting back in. Yeah, I think that's the give and take is that they're going to still let her go to this party. Which is another weird thing. This party, like, suddenly she has to go to this party. Um, you know, I don't know. All these details just like feel like they're thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, why does there have to be a party? Why, you know, honestly, why does it even need to be her birthday? It would take some of the depression out of the yeah. episode. Just, just make it that Willie decided it's time to give her the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. definitely. Um, uh, and then, with regards to like the next phase of it, is like Badge being released, right? Like how this actually happens. And um, I do, I do like this scene, though, guys. I, I do think this is very, this is very. Are you afraid of the dark for me? Um, uh, uh, the like this whole like badge appearing outside the door and stuff. Are we talking about? That, but a little bit before. So like he goes in and he uh he for some reason like so. I get sneaking around, all right? I used to do it all the time. Going through stuff that wasn't yours is like a kid's birthright. But if you're going to do it, don't play a flute, right? So, Because then you're going to know where you are and what you're up to. So I feel like that was a little bit of a kind of schoolboy error for Trevor, personally. (laughs) And then then Trevor dumps the 
the box and the flute out the window like a straight psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this bit got me because I'm thinking, are they in a bungalow? (laughs) (laughs) I got that he kind of, he placed it, you know, he didn't throw it out of a window. Like we didn't hear it hit the ground below. Like in my mind, he's kind of holding it onto like a ledge or something, right? Mm. Yeah, he does kind of, he does kind of just gently set it. Set it down on something. Um, So... But this is the part I love because when all the smoke appears, he refers <laughs> to this kid. Um, he does have that look on his face, which is kind of like, okay, I've this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. I have definitely done something where there will be significant repercussions. And then he kind of like, you know, lies it off when um when Gwen comes in and she's like, you know, stop it in here. And you can see that he's just thinking, this is not the end of this. And I even like it when the bagpipes are going and the smoke <laughs> blowing in the background. Yeah, I do like the smoke. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah. And then he's at the door. Yes. I think this is a genuinely creepy scene. Anytime someone's outside the door where you're not yeah. sure who it is, I think it's. I think that's a good sca- uh, scary type of feel. Who's there? I'm looking for Setterwind. There's no one here by that name. Why don't you go next door? Come in, may I? An accident. There's been an accident. There's a gas station a few blocks away. You can get help there. In some kind of trouble, are you? No, no, we're fine. Then why are your lights out? Look. I'll call the police for you, but I'm not letting you in. Ben? Who was that? I don't think I want to know. Who's there? Gwen, I forgot my keys again, dear. (sighs) Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was pretty effective here. Uh, The whole like voice changing um, outside the door too. And of course it wasn't Willie. I mean, I don't know if you guys were tricked, but well, wait, my question is why does, if badge has the power to impersonate someone, why does he even bother being a creepy guy? Why doesn't he just go straight to Willie? I mean, can he transform you think? I think he can change his voice. Yeah, he can change his voice. Oh, you mean like, why did he even pretend to be to the guy whose car broke like, down? Yeah. That's not going to get you in the door. Maybe that was just his first, you know, <laughs> he, first ditch he's effort. Been in, he's been in there so long, his ideas are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't remember what, you know, what people are doing anymore. I think for a guy, you know, he talks about later on, Um, he talks about being in there for like, um, what is it, 12 lifetimes or something? Yeah. You know, he has a very <laughs> apt understanding of the modern world, right? When he's trying to wind yeah. up the house. Um, but what I will say, this part is the is the creepy bit for me because I think this is even more frightening to me now that I'm a fully grown woman. Yeah. Like, all we know at this point is some creepy voice guy on the other side of the door is telling her that her lights are out, like, that part where he's like, then why are your lights out with this horrible, <laughs> like, silk 
voice. It's so frightening. And then like my anxiety is real at this point. The music is in with hell. And then he grabs the doorknob. Too yeah. far, badge. Like this crosses <laughs> such a line. This is like, are they about to be now burgled? Like what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, she, I mean, for, in her defense, she uh, did suspect that the guy was trying to trick her, but I think she far too quickly, like, believed that it was Willie out there and just opened the door, you know? It sounded it like, like one Willie. Second. I know, but <laughs> the guy was just out there. I know, right but how many people can act, like, that's, it's not a normal thing that someone can change okay, their voice. All right, all right. Oh. <laughs> fine <laughs> i'll give her that or him that this is the episode that you watch when you're young enough um to have made that mistake that gwen has made to look back and think i'm not going to be fooled here this is like that episode of why you're afraid of the dog <laughs> this is just like badge yeah exactly um it's like you know how you have to watch scream like this is very like honestly it's very like i parallel it to that like when they're on the phone and they're like you know they know what's going on in your house this kind of had similar <laughs> similar like um fear factor for me yes um, yeah if, but, uh, if only briefly <laughs> yeah um but i have a question about like so Trevor is the one who brings Badge into the world, like into the real world, if you will, mm, out yeah. of his crystal there. Um, when he finds the flute, you know, gives it a little blow. Um, we know that the Setuins, as in Gwen and her grandmother and her grandmother before her, have the power to bind the goblin. I'm questioning now then why any Tom, Dick and Harry, or in this case, Trevor, can set him free. Yeah, that is interesting. He it seems like he should have had to play the same tune that oh, Gwen yeah. eventually plays to trap him. Well, isn't isn't uh, the tune only to trap him? I think if you just play it it releases him, no? I mean that yeah, but that seems suspicious to me. It's like one it takes one random blow on this uh flute <laughs> well, listen, to let him go. Listen, like, people yeah. have you know, I'm jumping ahead again a little bit here, but people have definitely screwed up um, because in Badge's garden, there's just all sorts of people hanging from trees. Oh, yeah. True. And yeah, those yeah. can't be the Setterwinds because the Setterwinds have lived to, you know, have children. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is, yeah. You, you, you pretty much like tied in a bow, like that that can happen. Cause that was my question. I was like, oh, this is a plot hole. But no, that is what the hanging bodies are for. Yeah. <laughs> They're Trevor's. They're <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty brutal for a Nickelodeon show. It is. Um, what did you guys think of the look of Badge and his lair? Oh, um, you know, I... not bad for nineties Nick. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. He's frightening. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is he? Like he, he is. A rat-like creature. He looks. He's in like Robin Hood like style <laughs> of fire, you know, but like raggedy. Um, yeah. I know that's a beret on his head. <laughs> well, he's, he's <laughs> still got a sense of style. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have it. You've got to have it. Um, 
But yeah, I, yes. Um, when I was a kid, did he scare me? Sure. <laughs> I thought, I thought he was scary as a kid. He's pretty frightening, I think. Um, his yellow eyes yes. are freakish. <laughs> I find him more disgusting. Like, mm. he scares me because he's gross, right? <laughs> yeah. His yeah. horrible teeth and the way that he gets in everyone's personal space. Yes. Yeah. Nightmares of everyone's, like, real, these are like real life nightmares. And then they just put them in this, like, horrible creature that steals <laughs> your brother and, um, talks like yoda (laughs) (laughs) well he's also um and i've i'm gonna do a little i got a little super cut here of it he's a maniacal laugher um Mm. he laughs he laughs nonstop. we could we could hear it here That's a lot of laughing. That's like a full minute. A full minute of the episode is <laughs> badge laughing. <laughs> There's um, there there hasn't been a laugh as good as that in Are You Afraid of the Dark since um, the. Can I guess? Can I guess? Re- yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Renegade virus. Oh yeah. 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 Got it. <laughs> Guys, I actually looked him up to see if he was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's so did I. Small. He's pretty small uh, um, himself. And I thought that, I genuinely thought this could be the same actor that, that yeah. does it because it really is very similar. Is, um, is it a voice actor that's like doing it over the actor? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think I the find guy, any. I think the renegade virus guy uh, is is an actor and he's been in, he's been in other things. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it really reminded me of him as well. So I'd be really interested if, if we do. Like uh, this. I did look it up just to see, but I, it, was it doesn't appear to be the same guy, which okay. seems strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to note, also like the rest of his magical cave, uh, I thought was not my favorite. Um, Are you afraid of the dark setting? Yeah. No. I mean, I liked those like bodies hanging. That was pretty grotesque, but um, or the skeletons. But uh, the rest of it's kind of like, like this is what the inside of the crystal looks like. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but the question is, like, when he's released from the crystal, um, through through Trevor, like playing the flute, does he go to a another place where he mm. would be if he was out of the crystal? Oh, or yeah. And he moved freely between the world that he's been brought into and his crystal, or as he refers to it, his garden. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he's he's pr- he's proud he's proud of his place. 
<laughs> he wants to hang her in his garden. Like this is what he's doing there. Um, this is kind of his. This is kind of the the another bit of like the the scary thing about Badge is he is a twisted guy. He likes to kidnap kids and hang them in his garden. Like that is yeah. pretty pretty frightening stuff. <laughs> Um, I don't know if are you free? I don't know if Nickelodeon could have gone further on this, um, because I, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh well, you know, what would have made this scarier? And you know, he he talks a he talks a lot of talk, but like he doesn't really, <laughs> you know, I don't see him with like the hanging rope or anything. But I guess yeah. that would oh. have been, that would have been pretty dark, right? Oh, he does. He have was one. holding it. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, he was gonna. He he was gonna. Uh, when Willie shows up, he has one in his hand. Like, all right, you're up. Yeah. Oh, maybe the maybe the skeletons are past setter wins. Sorry. <laughs> like when they passed off their setter win power, the old one got rung oh. up. In the... Hmm. But you think you think there'd be like maybe a notion in the family that people are just going missing. Yeah, like yeah, every, were... every other generation. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we also uh, can we also talk about how much the word Setterwinds is used in this episode? like drinking game material right <laughs> <laughs> like you could do like um or every time he says something in like a yodery fashion um, yeah. or or laughs maniacally um. yeah um andrew um, what what are the setter wins for uh our listeners uh the setter wins are a, a long line of women that have held this like special power in this family um the weird part about this is like until i saw it written i thought it was center wind and i thought he was talking about the flu oh. but i was way <laughs> off <I guess>. way <laughs> off. nothing actually makes sense though like, I it made like enough sense to where i was like i wasn't even questioning it and then suddenly my whole world was thrown into upheaval when we got halfway through the episode well, I, oh, wow. I always thought it was their last name which is, it confused me because i'm like why doesn't she oh, know yeah. what he's talking about um but it's clearly oh. code right like it's it's not the name of the last name of the family like i an imdb her last name is riley oh yeah i didn't even put that together um but I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know why their last name wouldn't just be Setterwind. Because then she couldn't be case. like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where's my brother? Bring me the Setterwind. Trade 
I don't have a Sedouin. I don't even know what one is. What if Willie's uh, maiden name is Setawind, but Gwen mm. doesn't know that, maybe. That could and be. Then, and then she didn't take, that. she took someone else's name, right? And then she has Gwen's mom, who's not, she's not passing that, that magic to her or something. That, that could be, like, they just kept the Setterwin name going, even as they put up with modern day. Yeah. Or at least secretly. Like, it's... Yeah. 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 Because she her, she her mind was pretty blown when she was looking through that book. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to know um, if there was, like, another page. Like, she didn't keep going after her. Like, what oh. if she tells the future? Oh. That's, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Neither did Gwen, and now we'll always be wondering about yeah. that. Badge part two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so when Gwen like first goes back to uh, confront Badge, she can't defeat him because her power is not strong enough. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a strange twist. Um, So until like Willie shows up again to give her the power, um, like Badge is too strong. But then when Willie does give over the power, uh, she discovers the secret of Badge, which is <laughs> which is <laughs> which is the notes on top of Badge's on top of Willie's box above Badge's name. Uh, what do you guys think of this uh, reveal? I love um, I loved it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it got me thinking like what other names can you make with musical notes? Like mm. yeah. Like how many choices did they have here? If they wanted, <laughs> <laughs> if, they wanted if they wanted this to actually be a thing because they did. This is why they've done it, right? What are the other choices yeah. they had here? Like they came up with badge and they're like, yes, <laughs> nailed it. I think like for the for the name, the only thing I would say is it's like a pet's name, isn't it? It's like it's it's mm. affectionate almost. Um yeah. so like why why not like hangman badge or you know, something a little bit, mm. you know, edgier. Cause <laughs> I guess cause then you can't play his name on a flute, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It takes away some of the fear for sure. Um, 
and then to compound on that whole like him being almost like a pet it's like the scene when she's like you need to get back in your box you know it kind of just makes us question how core this villain was to begin with um Willie obviously she's a tough old broad but she kind of treats him (laughs) like not seriously at all and then when he's talking about himself he's bigging himself up he's like I'm gonna hang you in my garden um so for me I think a little bit more conviction from Willie you know that this is a serious guy that she fears would have added to my satisfaction um on like on you know um, I never minded him being called badge quite so much if if she was if he was actually feared <laughs> by all set wins yeah yeah you know speaking of that kind of part of the story i thought it very that it was very strange that it wasn't like weaved into the story that this was like something that all setter wins had to go through uh as like a you know like write a passage yeah. Um, like it just seemed like that had to be where this was going and Willie just never really it just seemed like an accident the whole time definitely yeah t- well two things on this one going back to his name it does strike me as odd that he has accepted the name of Badge knowing that that's the thing that traps him you know like it would be <laughs> yeah. like, it would be like you know <laughs> I don't know like calling myself it's prison i don't know yeah, yeah. uh it's like a, a reverse like beetle you're allergic to yeah so that someone can yeah like penicillin or something <laughs> call me poison ivy um yeah the uh so that always struck me as weird that like he embraced the name of something that was oppressive to him um yeah. but also it was strange when willie got home and you could tell like she, even from the car she had a sense <laughs> that badge was loose <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was all the smoke and the bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, that could be. <laughs> Dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah. So obviously she she comes in and she's like, I feel Willie could have been clearer. She's like, the song, Gwen, the song. But like no one actually Gwen doesn't know this is a song yet. And to be honest, yeah not actually really a song it's like as i said like in my um revised intro it's like music theory it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's just like five little notes take the song when music is your gift the song Yeah. Not really even a tune. No, um, not a ditty. No. Yeah. yeah. Plus she, plus she could have said, "The notes on the top of the box, Absolutely. play them." Yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't have to be so cryptic, Willie. Just. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, of course, had she done that, it wouldn't have been such a like, you know. The yeah. protagonist. You know, we're, we're with Gwen all the way. We want her to succeed, and we want her to use you know, the brain that we know that she has. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, and then, of course, we get the scene where she figures it out. Uh, Her her reactions here are electric. New life. There's none. No power at the Jasper. Why? 
no longer mine. The gift to my granddaughter. The last scene when Gwen is taking her sweet time. She knows what she has to do. She's taking her sweet time tooting out each note on the flute. And then we get <laughs> facial reaction. <laughs> when she does the E at the end, she looks positively gleeful. Mm. Like, it is so cheesy. Yeah. yeah, she is elated. <laughs> I don't know how else you're meant to do a scene where a goblin gets sucked back <laughs> into a crystal, but, like, look a little bit more urgent and relieved. You know, like, oh, thank God for that. Like, we don't have to put up with him anymore. Not, like, the face of someone who just watched the kid they don't like at school trip over in the corridor. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how it read to me. Her, like, ha-ha, like, get back in the box. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do want to know that this uh, effect of Badge getting sucked into the crystal is pretty good. Uh, I mean, I love his acting. He's like wiggling his legs uh, and like convulsing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was like uh, it. I think it was like the same effect as the um, see, another thing that they just like stole from another episode from um, uh, Quicksilver when the demon gets sucked up into the crystal. Uh again it's like they yeah. took the crystal demon idea and yeah well it into this episode. just to note uh the woman who wrote this episode also wrote quicksilver no yeah. whoa yep. oh my goodness no. well that was a a triumph yeah that was the other episode i was considering which is really weird wow yeah very weird that is strange you must be Maybe... you must un- unbeknownst to you you're a yeah. wendy brotherlin fan yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, Wendy. I thought you were going to say the newest uh, setter win. <laughs> I mean, full time. I, I'd like to say that I'd be thrilled, but like, <laughs> I think Trevor really hits it bang on at the end of the episode when he said, That's it? My sister's son got a witch, and all she gets to do is babysit a boogeyman in a box? That's weak. And like she spent the whole episode feeling like she gets like the crappy end of the stick. It isn't yeah. exactly a privilege, you know, it's like it's a lot of hard work. And I just wish we'd seen more of the upside during the episode of what Gwen's getting out of this. Otherwise, I'm just imagining that she's sitting in her room playing a flute, shouting at the chest whenever Badge gets a little bit <laughs> rambunctious. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love how Willie scolds uh, Badge at the beginning when he's oh, yeah. when he's yeah, getting yeah. amped up. Um, we do get a little hint that there may be a little bit more to the Setterwin magic than meets the eye when uh, Willie um, like causes Trevor to forget. What yeah. was happening? Yeah, but don't you think that's Willie's power? It seems like uh, Gwen's just stuck oh. with being a good musician. Yeah, yeah. She keeps saying huh. she keeps saying music's your talent. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
which oh. which it's good to be good at music, but it's not magical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, some people are magical. Yeah. Um, but it's not Gwen who. <laughs> no, no offense. But I don't want to jump on her talent. But, like, yeah, if we're describing music as magic, we're thinking like Fleetwood Mac. We're not thinking like B A G E. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Ah, so I was thinking you've you've brought this into my mind now. So, um, music is her gift, or is music what she had to do in order to um, become the next Setterwind? And that's why she's pushing her so hard. Because how hmm. long has that been on the box? Or is it like, oh, Gwen's the new Setterwind and she's the musician, so this is the way she keeps him in the box? Or hmm. like, what is Willie's talent? What did Willie do to keep him in the box? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, That's I'm stumped. I, I think this is just <laughs> another story, like open story thread that just wasn't. Uh, yeah, you know, put into play. Here, like, um, and that's okay. <laughs> um, that's why yeah. there's so much to talk about. Yeah, I do. I do love that. Um, like Trevor's an afterthought. Like when he, when he comes, uh, when he like reappears, even the way she says like Trevor, it's as if she had forgotten. Gwen, Trevor, you okay? Yeah, I knew you'd come through for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're good. I guess. I completely picked up on that. It's like. That is the intonation of someone who has not seen someone since like high school greeting an old friend. Except yeah. in this case, it's how she's greeting her brother, who <laughs> apparently she was happy to leave to die in Badger's Swamp. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trevor? <laughs> you made him forget. You touched him and he forgot. There are many things to know about the set of magic, and you'll learn them all. Everyone has their own special talent, and Gwen found out that hers was far more special than she could have ever hoped for. Yet. Oh, boy. Man. Uh, well, that uh, pretty much wraps up the main story, I guess. Um, meanwhile, back at the campfire, Gary says that everyone has their own special talent, and Stig offers to share his. Oh, cool. I have a special talent. I don't think I want to know. Well, this pee disgusting. Oh! Speaking to dogs through his help. <laughs> Iconic <laughs> moment. <laughs> Seriously, such like a blow off uh, last episode, Midnight Society. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, do you want to get into some of the stuff behind this episode? Sure. Hi, 
This is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, well, uh, born our already mentioned Gwen Riley, uh, played by Aiden P- Pendleton. However, one movie you didn't mention that she appeared in, Dangerous Offender, the Marlene Moore story. Uh, <laughs> Vorn, how could you have forgotten? Because <laughs> I, I am to beat her, of course. This meant nothing to me, guys. Is this no, I'm, an American serial I have no idea. No, I have no idea no, what I, it is. I'm just kidding. It just sounded so, like perfectly one of those serial killer titles like real life serial killers that i just had to note um also in real life she's a professional viola player and has played in like a bunch of different orchestras i saw that she's like a professional viola player in the netherlands or something so she really is good at music yeah Uh, do you think this episode is what what led her to well let me let me tell you something uh she did her training in Vancouver, and her teacher's name was Gwen. Whoa. Yeah, Gwen Thompson. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how much personal influence she might have had on this episode. Yeah. Maybe they got her because she was good at music, but then they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to have you on a flute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to get in a box, you know? <laughs> um... Uh, Willie was played by Judy Sinclair. Uh, she's also appeared in the Twilight Zone uh, 1988 series, Warehouse 13, Fringe, and Cruel Intentions 2. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought it was just kind of interesting that she kind of, like, sort of kept up with that, um, like, uh, paranormal yeah. uh, theme. Yeah, she had a niche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also took a look at Badge, who was played by Roland Smith. And he's been in such movies as Whispers and Money, which you <laughs> probably have never heard of, as I haven't. Um, and interestingly, Are You Afraid of the Dark? This episode was his last IMDb credit. I see. Huh. I mean, I felt like this was such a powerhouse performance. I'm surprised <laughs> Are you he sure? didn't go on to do. I mean. <laughs> It was one of the high points of this episode. I, I mean, he looks kind of scary. I don't know if his acting was good. Uh, I'm a. I, I still feel like that's one of the like. If I have two categories of like good parts about this episode or bad parts, <laughs> putting that in the good. Um, yeah, maybe he just felt like he was going out on top. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. That leads me to believe that he's out there now leading a completely normal life. And <laughs> he probably has friends and stuff that have no idea that he's in this. <laughs> and can you imagine knowing someone like that, having known them for a couple of years and then finding out and just being like, so this is you in this costume? <laughs> that would be the greatest. <laughs> I really don't know what he looks like without all of this. Like, <laughs> someone finds out their uncle was badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, I I uh, I mentioned her throughout. I took the writer. Uh, one of two. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, the writer of this episode was uh, Wendy Brotherlin, who is a self-described geek goddess. Um, she wrote. Hmm. 
three episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, I mentioned Quicksilver, Badge, and she also wrote The Tale of the Silent Servant. Oh. Yeah. So that's like... Uh, is Quicksilver season three? Season four? I think Quicksilver is two or three. I want to I want to say three, but... I think it's three. 100%. Yeah, I, so I, she's kind of later series, but yeah. Yeah. And then she did one more like uh, episode on something called... Uh, mentors the episode or the show is called mentors she mm-hmm. did one episode of that and i think she's maybe a writer now like she writes books but i'm yeah. not sure I'm, I'm not sure it'd be great to you know if you could reach out and just say you know probably no one's ever asked you about this but i wonder if you <laughs> could talk to us about episode of are you afraid of the dog she has her own website um Let's see, wendybrotherland.com, and uh, it looks like it looks like she's into like mythological stuff. Uh, her book is called Freaks of Nature. It's available on Amazon, um, wow. and it's very fantasy looking. Her website, so um, hmm. yeah, maybe we can reach out to her. I, I don't know how much we'd have to say, but. Well, now I feel terrible after <laughs> ripping apart this batch episode. Hi, we we hated your episode. Do you want to talk to us? No, no, we didn't. Like, I think these are very, like, these are questions we have. We would not talk about this if we didn't. This, if someone said, would you rather this episode didn't exist? Of course, my answer is no. It's just that I have, I have questions. Yeah. This, yeah. This could have been longer. That's what I will say about Badge. You know, we we could have had some of these questions answered if we'd have had more than twenty four minutes of, of this um, joy. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> so. sure. Joy. Uh, well, the director on this episode um, is a guy named Ian Patterson, and he he had directed an episode of Space Cases uh, before this, um, but he uh, he had, he directed six episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, The Tale of the Bookish Babysitter, The Tale of the Closet Keepers, The Tale of the Chameleons, The Tale of Badge, The Tale of the Forever Game, and The Tale of the Virtual Pets. Um, mm. kind of a, a layout. yeah, kind of a weird uh, spectrum of yeah. episodes. Um, he was also a producer on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and he's gone on. Uh, I, I'd say that that's his thing now. He's a producer, and uh, the two shows I'm guessing he's most famous for are House of Cards and Stranger Things. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. He went on to big things, I guess. Yeah. After Badge. Badge really <laughs> uh, rocketed You mean him. after Virtual Pets, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, jeez. Closet Keepers in there? What's that? You think you think Closet Keepers is better than, uh, than the Virtual Pets? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. I can't go on board with Closet Keepers and I have to say, you know, they could have found like an actual deaf actress. I think that was a bit insensitive. Uh. Um, but but that's a whole other episode that we're talking about right now. <laughs> um Yeah, we well uh oh. you, you pick whatever episode if virtual pets, last dance, closet keepers, you let us know born. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, that that sounds good. Maybe <laughs> maybe one of the more serious ones next time. I don't know. Um, you know what? Before we move on, uh, I just also want to mention James Ray, uh, who played Mr. Riley in this episode, also appeared in the Tale of the Hunted. Yeah. Oh, my favorite episode. <laughs> one two punch. <laughs> these episodes. <laughs> he has the one line, right? The. Yeah. Like. The one. <laughs> uh, did you have any trivia, Andrew? Uh, yeah, few things. Um, I did uh, discover that in Elizabethan England, Irish bards are said to have killed rats with poetry. Uh, so that sort of plays into this a little. Um, and uh, according to a collector's card printed out in old Applejack's box, uh, this is Gary's favorite tale. Which is insane. When you guys were listening in your Pimble Wizard episode or your favorites, as I say, I didn't hear a peep out of badge. And I was, I was thinking, wow, well then I'm very excited that we get an episode dedicated to just exactly that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this is a Gary episode, but like like I said at the start, like I feel like it's it's like textbook Gary episode. It's magic, it's kind of being careful and all those things he likes to talk about. Yeah, um, and speaking of that, it's kind of weird that Sardo's not in this episode, uh, considering there's like a, an item. Yeah. yeah, maybe it would have been better suited to just cut the birthday and Willy stuff. Yeah, and yeah. get it right from Sardo. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any trivia. Do you have any extra observations? Uh, yeah, I got a few things. Um, did you uh, catch Tuck- Tucker's special talent? As told by Gary at the beginning of the episode? Uh, he's an idiot. Complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone laughs. so funny. Mike, um, did you... How many times in this episode do you think Badge laughs? Oh, man. I'm gonna guess five. Any guess one? Oh, I was going to go way higher now. Um, t- 25. That would be 12. 12 times. Okay. Wow. Right in the middle. Oh, wow. That is a lot of laughing. Uh, wh- hold on. Let me just piggyback off that. How many times do you think Badge says Setterwind? Oh, good one. Uh, I'm going to guess. 15. That, that's pretty much where I was going to go. I will go... I'll go 12 then. 13. Whoa. <laughs> Which is a lot of... That is amazing. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> considering <laughs> considering he doesn't have, like, a ton of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you... This is dumb, but did you uh, note what time the family and Willie were getting back home? We might have mentioned this even. I think we did. Uh, was it eight and ten? Yeah. Uh, did you catch the names of anybody else in her family line in the book? Selena. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Like the OG um, one, right? Yeah, Selena was the OG. <laughs> Man, I know there was one short one in there, but I can't. Rena. Oh. Uh, uh, that'd be Aaron. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. And then Willie. Nice. Uh, which her Willie's real name is Will Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Wilhelmina. Yeah. Which you did um, that right, and not Willie, but. Yeah. <laughs> Every, people we probably say the same thing about me. You've got to have a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice what language Gwen thinks Grandma was speaking? Really? Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> well, what about what about the uh, the official badge like poem? Did you do you, you have the words here? Boy, no. Uh, that would. Um, oh, you th- you got it, Porn? Oh, I don't know. I call upon the Jasper's light. To bind the goblin in the Setawind might. Very, I mean, that's that's 50% of it. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, the, first, the first half is, By darkest night I play the song To hold the beat in moments long I call upon the Jasper light To bind the goblin in center, in center wind might. Beautiful. Wow. Um, speak, uh, to bring up another, like, just hanging storyline, um, did you catch the name of the friend that Gwen is talking to on the phone? Ooh, no. (laughs) Diane? Yeah. Wow. She she goes hi die and I just feel like it was a really weird name to give uh, you know, like, hi yeah. die you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen t- tells Diane on the phone that she, if she's lucky, Trevor will have done this in the background. Oh. Um. No, I don't know. Blowing himself up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's on it. <laughs> You got these. <laughs> nice. guys. Now, this is how much I prepared. It's my first podcast. I had to prepare. <laughs> oh, you're, bring, you're bringing I, it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's move on to ratings. Uh, this, this episode has an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb, um, and it has a 7.8 out of 10 wow. on TV.com. So out of five Kreb stars, what did you give The Tale of Badge? Um, man, I don't know what you guys think of this, but I give it a three out of five. Uh, I, you know, I, it's mainly because like, I think all the elements are actually good and they're there. It's just like how they're jumbled all together. Uh, just didn't make any sense to me. Um, so that's my main reason for rating, but I thought, I think badge actually looks pretty good. His weird wet mouth is kind of gross. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can just like see all the like little seeds of I, good ideas in this episode that I just felt like never really came together in a real satisfying way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree with all of those things, and I, I wasn't far off. I gave it a three point five, uh. um, mostly because it it just brought like. A, a different kind of element to an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, I thought. It was kind of a little bit more fun and playful. It was scary in parts. Um, obviously, the, the door scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
and and I said it at the very beginning it does commit to what it it wants to pull off (laughs) and it does achieve that in a very short span of time um I take points off for yeah some of those hanging questions that we have and um also just because I think we'd have taken Badge a little bit more seriously if Willie had have taken him seriously. Mm-hmm. But kind of when she's dragged into the situation, she's just kind of a little bit like you're going back in the box, you know, like he's misbehaving, <laughs> like he's a he's a puppy in training or something. Um, so <laughs> I think if she'd have kind of uh, given it a little bit more about, you know, him being scary, then this would have been pulled off a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um I love the weird like facial expressions of this actress when she plays the flute. Like it's just a bit silly and it's pure. Like it's it's what Are You Afraid of the Dark is all about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well said. Um well I'm in the same area. I, I gave this a three. Um I think it's you know, really memorable just for badge. I mean, this episode gives him a lot more to do than the normal bad guy, which I think makes it both more memorable but perhaps also a little less scary since he's providing a lot of exposition um but it's it you know these uh, these are you afraid of the darks really are my favorite to talk about because they're just they're not perfect in any way but they're so strange and uh like yeah. trying to figure out kind of how they're put together is a fun task um i uh I, as Vorn, as you said, I love the reaction shots in this episode. I mean, Gwen's just going for it. Even um at the opening Midnight Society segment, Stig's reaction to Gary's uh, opening, Stig looks like his like he's about to like you know he's been enlightened. Uh, his face is just stunned at what, what Gary said. Um, oh God! It is a. I do love. Yeah, it's. I think honestly, if it wasn't like the end, if it wasn't like so noted as being the end of the original run, it may have gotten an easier time. Uh, if it was yeah. just wedged into a middle of a season or something, but the the fact that this is what ended the original run is kind of weird. And uh, but I I really liked revisiting. Uh, it, it's it's pretty strange. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I- trying to think about what episode of season five would actually you know badge is great in its own right but i totally agree with what you mean about it's like the final episode so what episode of that season would actually do it Hmm. i guess let's pull it up here uh this is a fun Um, exercise i know uh what's it called um dead man's float is the first episode of that season yeah, yeah. Um, but you which man but you want i mean no matter where that you want no matter where that goes it's a heavy hitter um you want to start strong though i know i know it was probably smart for them to put that up front because i i remember seeing that like the first time and just being like blown away by it <laughs> coming back um i don't know what do you end with here the tale of station 109.1 like the afterlife Ooh. thing or yeah, I do love that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Um, that would be good. I mean, I think like part of it though is like um, a big part of it is the Midnight Society, like the wraparound for that episode. Like, what's the core, um, you know, conceit of the tale? Which I think one hundred nine point one is a pretty good. Yeah, 
I don't really like the episode, but like the tale of C7 yeah. is kind of a nostalgic. I, there's a lot of. Hmm. This is a funny series to me because for me, it's got some of the strongest. It's got the night shift. It's got the vacant lot. It's got um, the mystic mirror, which, yeah, I, I get it's kind of a little bit of a, it's a girly one. Um, Station 109.1 <laughs> and Dead Man's Float. But then you've also got the Manaha and you've got the unexpected <laughs> visitor. It's the Manaha. <laughs> Jagged Sign is it's kind of a boring one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jagged, Jagged Sign. Again, like, I actually, that was a Kiki one, wasn't it? I'm, I'm a bit partial to a Kiki episode, to be fair. Um, but I know that I'm a little bit alone in that. I read an interesting piece of trivia about the fact that as like a, a girl of color, she was always including like all of her episodes, um, apart from maybe one, the main characters were like people of color, which I found really oh. interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I totally overlooked that. Like I, I, I see it now, but um, I found that really interesting. So if I were to close season five, I'd do it on the night shift because I feel like it's uh, a higher level episode, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And I think um, I think I read that they actually shot night shift last, but it didn't air last. That would be a I good think this one is definitely, up. it's one of the scariest, 100%. That monster, um, I feel like it's definitely one of the most well acted. Um Basically, I think season five, you guys are going to have to do like a review because there are a hundred percent front runners here, but I would love to hear you guys like justify which one is the worst because there is not like a vampire town or a gruesome gourmets in here, but there is definitely, <laughs> you know, a jagged cha- a jagged sign or a, a manaha here. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. Uh, I just think this might be a uh, controversial decision, but I think I would go with the door unlocked for the last episode. Mm. Just so weird um, that I think it would, uh, I don't know, caps things off on a strange like um, note. And the, and I guess like the imagery of like walking through a door. um, Yeah. is kind of like a new, into a new world. Huh. Okay. I like that. It's a solo episode as well, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is one that I I find it very watchable. Yeah, it's not even my favorite. It's just, like, so strange, this mini door that it has, like, <laughs> stuck in my head. And Sato just has, like, an infinite, he keeps putting them out in the window, and you're like, how yeah, many yeah. do you have? <laughs> yeah. Um, um actually you know what like i've gone totally off topic but like if one sticks out to me there it's it's prisoners past like Mm. the manaha but prisoners past i just it just wasn't for me the the sign is probably the fact that we none of us brought it up (laughs) like it's 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 just kind of a dud (laughs) at least the manaha it's kind of like it is funny it's kind of you know it's 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 at camp, you know, you've got the over, overly dramatic acting and the, the kid factor, you know, they're having fun. At least you've got that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
Um, I think I'd go with the tail of badge. <laughs> wow, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm kind of, I've kind of torn. You both have made a good point. A night shift feels probably like the proper choice, um, though. I like your, I like your good. argument, Andrew. The door does feel kind of like symbolic to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, but okay, hold on. Uh, do you guys want to name the episode? Yeah. Um, I've been battling between two titles on this one. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the tale of the dirty rat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Thank you. Oh, I just. I just didn't go down that road, but I wish I had of just describing him. Oh, mine suck. Okay. I had, I had a couple, I had a couple. Um, uh, so I had the tale of hangman badge because I just feel like if they'd have just, I just can't get over the fact that his name, just, it's like a cat's name, you know, or like, yeah. I feel like if you just put like his his like what is evil about him like you yeah. know beforehand or threatening then it it does make him a little bit more venomous as a villain um and then this is actually the name of another Are You Afraid of the Dark episode the tale of the guardian's curse because he uh-huh. kind of is like a little curse um and uh Willie says to Gwen you know we're the guardians of this box and the monster inside it so uh-huh. um I feel like that is more of a fitting title for this episode, perhaps, than than actually The Guardian's Curse. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, really? I wouldn't rename the episode, like... Um, <laughs> but uh, but those were my choices. Nice. Yeah, I like those a lot. If if you had to pick one, which, which would you yeah. want to submit so when we do our poll? Ooh. I, I, uh... I don't feel like I can submit Guardian's Curse because it already is one. Um, uh, so let's go Hangman Badge. I, I I haven't heard the next one, but I know that that alone can't compete with Dirty Rat. I know it can't. <laughs> but, uh, I admit to that already, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it was good. Oh, I, I mean, I went super boring here. To me, there's only one name for this episode, which is the tale of the the, the tale of Setterwind. Um, ah, yeah, you know, it's, I, it's yeah, it's a it's, I, it's a I cool have, sounding word. Yeah, I had the tale of Setterwind might, uh, but then I just thought, I think the tale of Setterwind is definitely that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was between that or the tale of Jasper Light. Both boring options, but uh, mm. I don't know. I guess badge is fine. Yeah. This is the where I get like a rat and I name it badge or something. <laughs> dirty, dirty rat badge. <laughs> I want to believe there's a kid out there in the 90s who had a pet named after this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um,. Well, I think that wraps up the tale of Badge. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Man, it was really fun. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And thank you for suggesting it, Vorn. 
no problem no worries <laughs> i i like uh, <laughs> I like an underdog, or in this case, an under rat. So um, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm excited for the ones that I won't mention them here, but that you mentioned that you were going to do soon, because they're all great episodes. Um, cool. And it was so fun to be part of one, and I will continue to listen. It'll be hard to listen to this one because I hate sound of my own voice, but um, it'll be great to listen to the rest of them. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, what are we doing next? Uh, next time we're going to talk about um, an episode I think has been a long time coming. Hard Day's Pete. Yeah, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is a pretty seminal episode in my life as someone who uh, around that time period started learning how to play guitar and then you know watching little Pete go through the same thing. Oof, I can't wait to get into it. Um... <laughs> In the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on uh, Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review that helps other people find us. Um, and uh, yeah, Vorn, thank you again. We ho- we hope to have you back because uh, it was a yeah. lot of fun talking with you. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I will. I'll try and dig out that uh, that badge of another season and i'm definitely coming back if you guys are having me so thank you very much awesome yeah i can't wait um well next time see you we will (laughs) (laughs) nailed it Podcast, I will. Oh, God, I'm bad at this. It's harder than he makes it sound. It's a real podcast. No, I can't do it. It's a real skill. It, it is. A real, that's his talent. <laughs> Hanging people and Yoda talk. <laughs> yeah.